Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there in listener land know everything there is to know about football and soccer. <laughs> Today is December 5th, and I am Rachel, and it is my birthday. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Happy birthday, Rachel! Yay! Thank you. I am normally your baseball guru, but uh, baseball's in the off season. So I'm also joined in the green room by... Nancy, your basketball enthusiast, and I am enthusiastic about basketball this season, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. And in the blue room? Yes, blue. That is correct. I am Rebecca. I am normally your hockey enthusiast. I am not enthusiastic about hockey this season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Rebecca. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's a rebuilding year or something. Yeah, I I just had one of those. You know, it's it's fine. They come for all of us. Yeah, except the Warriors. <laughs> I don't know. The Warriors had a couple of rough seasons there. You're, that was just a hiccup. Your uppers will come, year. Nancy. It will. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Someday. All right. Well, somebody better have something to talk about because the notes field of my document here is a little sparse. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an old person now. Uh, also, welcome to 39, Rachel. We're old. Thanks. We're old. Um, What's it feel like to be old? Ancient, decrepit, creaky, painful. (laughs) Oh, so that's what it feels like at 38, too. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Basically the same. Uh, And so because I am now ancient of days, uh, I wake up at, you know, ass o'clock, even on the weekends. And I am not generally that much of a soccer fan, though I have been watching more and more of the NWSL over the last couple of years, as anybody who's listening, who has listened to the pod knows. But like men's soccer, I I, I just, you know, like I'll put it on if it's on and I and there's literally nothing else on. But like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't follow it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Like they run around, they kick a ball. Um, they fine. do those things. Uh, yes. They do those things for a long time. Uh, the thing I do love about soccer is that I can put it on when I'm doing like my daily stretches and stuff and there are no ad breaks. So mm. 10 points for that. That It has that <laughs> over all the other sports. I will give it that much. Uh, but the World Cup is on uh, and there has been much drama about whether to watch the World Cup or not watch the World Cup. And I basically decided if I happened to wake up at ass o'clock and put it on, that was that. And if I didn't then I didn't and the end. Um, but I'm old, like I mentioned. So I do wake up at ass clock on the weekends. But And so it did come to... Ass the, o'clock is like seven, right? Like six or seven, okay. yeah. But on a Saturday morning, like, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, uh, so because I'm in the Pacific time zone, most of the World Cup games are start at like 6 a.m. Pacific um, and are done by, you know, noon or whatever. And I hadn't, I think I watched a couple of the group round games, but it was like catching the repeats or whatever. But I woke up at, you know, 6.30 on Saturday and was like, oh, what the hell? I'll go watch the U.S. play. Um, they think they were playing the Netherlands. Oh, so it's your And fault. I went down and I put it on and it was fun. definitely yep uh and definitely not the goalie who is like i think six seven 
So that was number one. I always forget that size is an advantage for goalies Mm because the goal is so Mm -hmm. big, right? Like, I'm like, it's not going to make that much difference, like an inch or two. No, no, this dude was like fucking large. And like to the point, I think he could have just like hung from the top beam, (laughs) (laughs) top post, whatever it's properly called. And the goal? Uh, that was a part of why they won. Yeah. No, like the, the thing that goes across the top. It's not called a goal, is it? The top goal? Well, that doesn't make sense. No, but if you just say he could have hung from the goal, like that would have made sense. Mm, would it? I'm going to overrule okay. you on that one, Rebecca. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what it's called either, but it's not that. Moving okay. on. <laughs> it's her birthday. You can't <laughs> argue with her. She's just I wasn't going to try to. <laughs> so anyway, dude's big. Uh, and I, as, as I recall from watching that game, which was fun, I enjoyed it. Uh, they had about equal possession time of the ball. They had the same number of shots on goal, which I believe was six. They had basically the same amount of like fouls and penalties and everything. The difference was that giant, uh, Dutch dude caught things <laughs> and the U.S. goalie did not catch as many things cause he's not mammoth <laughs> but he uh, but i mean he caught all the things but one right i mean i didn't watch the game but yeah i mean yeah he did but like it was it was still notable um well i know i think because i think the dutch they, i don't i, did, I think they beat us days. by three or it was three to one yeah, th- oh, yeah okay yeah so um yeah and there were six shots on goal so so um Dutch guy caught through caught half of them, which is kind of remarkable. Because um, yeah, goalie is hard. I still think in any mm-hmm. sport, goalie is like mm-hmm. the most stressful position. I stand by. This. Yeah, I was watching the um, Croatia Japan. Yeah, game I watched today. that one. Yeah, today. Uh, yeah, and the the Croatian goalie. goalie in the penalty kicks because yeah. it went to overtime and everything. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He yes. cut three of the five penalty Dang. kicks, yeah. which you are not supposed. Like the commentator was literally like, "You catch one and you consider it a job yes. well done. You catch two and like that's yeah. real good." Dude caught three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was exciting. Did yeah. Win? So yes. Okay. Yes. Good. They were heavily favored <laughs> to win. No, it was sad. I wanted Japan to win. Um, but I, I wasn't. I so wasn't far, saying that I was glad really- they won. <laughs> No, 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 no. Rachel was. Rachel said good. Well, it's one of those, like, if the goalie did that well, but they still lost, that... Uh, Okay, that's Like, I have no strong feelings vis-a-vis Croatia and Japan soccer teams, but, like, you hate to see a good performance. Like, like a, you know, Steph Curry scores 60 points, but yet somehow they They lose lose the game. You don't want that to happen. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I will accept that. I just, I always feel bad when, like, games at that high a level come down to penalty kicks like what a way to lose yeah and like a couple of the japanese guys didn't kick super well and well, like though, then the poor japanese goalie yeah. like yeah you know i'm just like that sucks like poor japanese goalie guy like how how do you get over that like got it you know i got nothing that's part of why i think being a goalie is such a shitty it job is. Yeah. it is like, it's you against the world, you know, and like your defensive line can protect you during the game to a certain extent, but you don't know that they will. Well, and the thing with penalty <laughs> kicks is so hard because you have to anticipate oh, so before they kick it, which mm-hmm. way they're going to go. You, It's a 50-50 shot. Right. 
Which is insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah you got to because you cannot get your because they pretty in front much always dive one way or the yep. other, right? And if you yeah, if you choose wrong, you just look like a idiot. You just look mm-hmm. like a goalie who mm-hmm. picked the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the most interesting things about one of the Croatian saves was you could one hundred percent see him dive before yeah. the guy kicked it, and he still yeah. caught it. And you know, it was just like a lucky guess. Yeah. You know, well, and or, then like I, I mean. He probably read something in the guy's body motions or, like, knows him, but, but like, still. Yeah. It, who but knows? that's exactly the thing. Like, are they reading it in the moment? Does that kicker have some kind of tell? Or does mm-hmm. the, you know, does the Croatian goalie spend the night before the match with flashcards on which way every <laughs> yeah. guy kicks? At that level, probably. I could go, I could go both ways. <laughs> it would be interesting to see, though, not necessarily the stats on how often the goalie catches it on a penalty kick, but how often does the goalie pick the right direction to dive mm-hmm. on a oh, penalty yeah. kick, even if they don't catch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see the, the stats. The ones I, like, I feel like if I were a goalie, I would rather dive and be wrong than the ones where you see where it's like they almost freeze, and it's like they don't make the decision in yeah. time, and then it's... <laughs> yeah, gotta show that know, hustle. Because, <laughs> you know... It's like, it's better to be loudly wrong <laughs> than to, like, not commit, yeah. I guess. At least in this context. I'm not context, sure I backed that know. up, but... Uh... <laughs> I said at least in this context. It just makes me think about, like, my junior high band teacher who was always, like, commit to playing the wrong note. Like, I would rather you play the wrong note with authority than, like, never be able to hear you play anything because you're too afraid of fucking up, right? Like, which, if you've ever heard a junior high band, is some bold... <laughs> Encouragement. I think we should note note that Nancy is not a professional musician in 2022. (laughs) So I'm just. That's rude. It's a fact. (laughs) I am also not a professional musician. However, I have been paid to play music. Thank you very much. Like an MP3 from your phone? Rebecca is out for blood today. I'm gonna watch you two fight. I haven't had podcast wine in a while. Maybe it's that. <laughs> Sip the remains oh, of my slurpee here. Yeah, we're having a beverage moment. It's just tea. Apparently, I need something stronger. Well, I am three hours ahead of you. You are three hours ahead of me. That's true. It is wine o'clock yeah. for you. All right, so soccer. Uh, how's that going? Oh, yeah. So, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I was watching soccer because uh, there's some of it on. Or so mm-hmm. I hear. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Because we're in the round of 16, right? So, like, we made it through all the group stages, mm-hmm. which, like, I guess people care about those. But, hmm. Uh, and then, I don't, like, they're so weird. I don't fully understand them. Like, it's a bunch of, you, like, have to do the best average out of your group or whatever. Anyway. So now we're into the actual knockout rounds, and I understand how those work. You either win or you lose, and if you win, you go yep. on, and if you lose, you don't. So there was the Netherlands versus the U.S., which I watched and which was fun. And, I mean, it the U.S. was just outclassed. Like, you could tell. They just yeah. were not as experienced as the Dutch team. And, like, fine. You know, we always send a very young team. They were trying real hard. They just, the Dutch team was just better. And like, even as somebody who doesn't watch soccer much, like you could tell, yeah. you could tell. Um, uh, and then was the Australian versus, Australians versus Argentina, I think mm-hmm. was next. Yeah, that was Ooh, fun. Antipodian that was match. Game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Argentina won. Uh, Not terribly but, surprising. But I think Australia got a, 
Yeah, no, no. Um, and one of the big stories, I guess, is uh, Messi. Mm-hmm. Lionel Messi is on the Argentine That's a name I have heard. He's... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so he's one of the big names in the cup. He's old. He's, you know, 37. My God. Nearly our age. <laughs> Dinosaur. And I think he's 37. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, put him out to pasture already. Uh, but he has not yet won a World Cup in spite of being, you know, one of the best players, quote unquote, mm. ever. Um, so Argentina would really mm-hmm. like him to get a World Cup this time. I think they're not going to get it. My, I, I'm going for France. I'm rooting for France. They won last time. So France won in 2018. They got a real good team. And they've got possibly the best player in the entire shebang, who's this kid uh, named uh, Mbappe, uh, who is like a whole other level of athlete. He is insanely good. He is but a child of 22, I believe. Wow. Um and has already scored, I think, the same number of World Cup goals in two World Cups as the greats have in, like, four or five mm-hmm. World Cups. So short of something horrible happening to him, which knock wood, it will not, he's on track to just blow every single record out of the water ever over the next, you know, decade or so. Uh, he is so insanely Past, if you haven't had a chance to watch France play anybody, like the speed with which Mbappe gets up the field is bonkers. Yeah. He's also like he's a big dude. Like he's not, you know. Like I feel like sometimes you see like these little fast guys. He's not small. He's like a solidly built large guy, and just I don't know, hits another gear. Yeah, um, I watched the end of that so yeah, the second half of that France Poland match yesterday. It was it was yeah. great. And and in addition to yeah. Mbappe, they have a guy named Giroud, Giroud, which they have two guys named Giroud. I mean, actually, they you have know brothers. me. I love the Giroux. <laughs> um, and Olivier <laughs> Giroud scored his fifty second World Cup goal, I think is what I read, which now breaks the French mm-hmm. record previously held by Thierry Henry for the last like forty years or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, they have a real yeah. good team. Yeah. Yeah. They've got and they've got a, a Swiss like he must not actually be Swiss if he's playing for the French team, but he's like maybe got a Swiss parent or something, but like uh who is who is playing as well who's also real good so like it's you know it's not just in mm-hmm. they've they've got a good yeah. team but like he's he's the one where you're you know it's like watching steph curry or watching lebron james or something where you're watching and you're just like oh yeah. that guy he's <laughs> yeah he is yeah. the guy okay all right um so yeah france versus poland was a fun game uh then this morning i was watching whatever was on this morning uh japan, yeah, Croatia. japan versus yeah, which made me sad. I wanted Japan to win. Um, and then I watched the first half of Brazil versus South Korea. Rebecca, did mm-hmm. you watch that? Whew, yeah, I was, was I was talking with our football correspondent, Brittany, who moonlights as a football mm. correspondent when, when soccer oh, is she? on. Um, <laughs> and during the Japan-Croatia match, she predicted that the Brazil-South Korea match would be a, quote, shit-kicking, end quote. <laughs> she was correct i was gonna go with bloodbath yeah. personally but yeah. yes yes i'm gonna go ahead and guess knowing those. nothing about it that brazil came out ahead on that one they sure did four to you one you know i have not looked at the final score but was four that one. the fun- oh japan uh, South Korea yes, finally they got, got one. A- 
Oh, good. Yes. I'm so glad. I stopped watching yes. at halftime because I was like, this is not, this is too yeah. sad. All right. Well, I'm very happy for them that they did eventually get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think Argentina, Australia will play in the quarterfinals. No, they played. And then Argentina versus Ar- Australia. Didn't Australia lose? Thinking? Yeah, Argentina. Australia lost. Yeah, so Argentina Netherlands. versus the Netherlands. Okay, yeah. Sorry, that's what I was trying to think yep. of. Yeah. And then Croatia, um, Brazil. Right, Croatia, Brazil. And on the other side, who, do we know who France is playing yet? England. Oh, right. Yeah. That'll be good. And then, I am so ready for France to hand England their asses. <laughs> and then the last matchup is yeah, right? decided tomorrow. It'll be between the winners right. of Morocco, Spain, and Portugal, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So one of the fun things that I learned uh, about this is that, as is not particularly surprising, historically the World Cups have been dominated by Latin America and Europe, right? Mm-hmm. That's you know, yeah. shocking, shocking. Nobody. That's where the money for football has typically been, and where most of the best players have been from. Uh, but this year, in the round of sixteen, there were three Asian nations and two African nations, which were, I believe, records for both uh, to get through to the round of sixteen. So I thought that was really cool. neat. So Morocco is still mm-hmm. in. Senegal did get eliminated, which is unfortunate. Um, and would have set up, well, we'll talk about that in a second. So Morocco's still in, Senegal got eliminated, uh, Japan and South Korea both got eliminated, and I guess Iran also went out. So that's, but the fact that so many made it through against the sort of standard powerhouse countries is really remarkable. And some of the standard powerhouse countries got eliminated early on, which was also unusual. So that's cool. What I was going to say was that one of the things that's real fun or could have been real fun, and I'm saying fun with quotes uh, in my voice here, uh, is that we very nearly had some fascinating colonization games, like France Senegal could have been uh, a little interesting. Uh, you know, you always get the sort of like European tensions, right? You know, like France England's going to be a good one yeah. for that, but like... You know, yeah, colonial <laughs> power happy, versus yeah. former colony is uh, yeah, quite it's an yeah. interesting twist, right? Yeah, so so that's a good time. <laughs> um, my partner told me a funny joke before we got to the round of sixteen, which was uh, you know somebody asks how do you how do you explain the game of soccer and. The answer was, well, it's when, you know, you get a ball and you kick it around for 90 minutes and then at the end of it all, Germany wins. And that was not true this year. <laughs> Germany did not make no. it through. They got eliminated the early. round of 16. Yeah. They got eliminated early. Uh-huh. So that was a big deal. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, it's, you know, it's been fun. It's definitely... There are a lot of tensions and a lot of questions and a lot of problems with FIFA generally. I mean, it's not like FIFA was a good, uh, unsullied (laughs) organization up to this point, but uh, particularly this year, uh, there's been a lot of conversation about why we should or should not watch uh, the World Cup. And uh, Mm -hmm. Rebecca, I think you had Mm -hmm. a few things to share with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned more about well, no, I don't want to, like, I knew a lot of this stuff about FIFA, but 
in in going in like researching what I'm about to talk about, it really hammered home to me the difference between the organization and the people that make up that organization. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say whether you should watch the World Cup or not. I don't care. Do what you want to do. But like, mm-hmm. I want to watch the World Cup to support the players and to watch the players do these amazing things. I mean, I guess it's right. Just like, with yeah. The and it's the same with yeah. hockey. Like I want to support the players and what right. they're doing, even though the league is garbage. Now I'm not saying FIFA is necessarily garbage, but they're probably in that similar no, arena. No, you can say that. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. From what I've I heard. I don't think anybody would dispute They're at that. least garbage yeah. adjacent, if not actually yes. in the dump. Yes. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking more garbage adjacent uh, just because, you know, I'm playing in this sandbox for a very limited amount of time. Uh, So there are people much more engaged and qualified than I to actually put FIFA in the bin. (laughs) I'm not going to stop them from putting them in the bin, but I don't want to be the person to do it. Uh Anyway, so um, I started doing some research on this. And actually, the first article that I found was a 2014 article by a guy named Nick Miller for Bleacher Report on the six reasons why the World Cup should be taken away from Qatar. I I watched like I watched a YouTube video from an actual person from Qatar on how to say it and all of that left my head. So I apologize if I'm if I'm Qatar. Um, That's all right. Yeah, I heard yeah, I heard for years Qatar and then like with all the coverage now I I've heard like five different things. So yeah. I have no idea. Well, and the problem is that the the letter that it Doesn't starts exist. with is a guttural that we just yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. So an English speaker yeah. trying to pronounce it is, is always going to be um, a stretch. So the first one in this 2014 article was it's hot, right? Because normally the World Cup is held in June and July and the temperatures would have been like mm-hmm. 105. In the 130s. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's the primary reason why we're actually having it now in November, December was so that the players wouldn't melt on the field. So great. Good job. The second reason from this article was it's a disruption of the European leagues because the June, July period is when the European leagues tend to have their off season. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty remarkable that they allowed it to be moved so substantially. Yes. Just so they could have it here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think I'm guessing what happened there is that somebody realized that the world is not Europe and presumably all of these other global leagues that may have different seasons have for the history of the World Cup had their season disrupted. Mm-hmm. So we could just do this one mm-hmm. time and everybody will be fine. Um the That seems a little too egalitarian for whatever governing body decided this. <laughs> It was probably just Cutter dumped a whole bunch of money on I was going to say, there's uh, probably money involved. That is yeah. how FIFA seems yes. to work generally, is yes. money. Um, so then, of course, homosexuality is illegal in Qatar. Um, there were, I'm, not, I'm not glossing over that. I will come back to it. Um, there were yep. allegations of um, worker uh, injustices. That's not the right word. Abuse. Um, like yes, there's as, some fatalities, yeah, aren't there? Yeah, as of that writing yep. in 2014, 400 uh, Nepalese migrant workers had died in construction in Qatar since they won the World Cup bid. So that wasn't necessarily saying that they died because of World Cup related bids. 
uh, World Cup related construction. It was just saying in those last right. four years, 400 Nepalese migrant workers had died during that period. So it's probably something that we should look into. Um, yeah, this is a widespread issue, not yes. just in Qatar, but a lot of a lot of Middle Eastern countries use immigrant labor from Asia and Africa and have extremely bad human rights records yeah. on how those workers As opposed to the U.S., who just outsources all their labor and I mean, atrocities <laughs> in country. You're not wrong. You're 100% <laughs> not wrong. Uh, and then the, the last major point in this article was infrastructure. So the, the country didn't have a soccer infrastructure. The anticipated cost of building the stadiums, hotels, etc., was two hundred and twenty billion dollars. So I just, I just thought that was an interesting article. Like it was, it was particularly, particularly interesting to me because it was written so long ago. Because it was mm-hmm. written, was that eight years ago? Um, and many of those things have come up in the last, you know, to the to the American public, at least, in the last six months or so, right? Mm-hmm. So um, primarily the the stuff that did come to pass, um, I read about in uh, an article from Reuters, um, and we can link these articles in the show notes so that anybody else can read them. But so one issue was the U.S. Department of Justice had actually has alleged that when the hosting rights were voted on for both Qatar and uh, Russia, which was the last one, which was 2018, that um, people were bribed to vote that way. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, To my knowledge, there's been no actual proof of this. Uh, I mean, from what I understand, it depends on what you mean by proof i believe that there are eyewitness accounts of money changing hands but there's no there's not video there's not you know like yeah you're right i should nobody has been like held accountable for this correct yes um migrant workers are still significantly at risk in qatar Um, Amnesty International wrote a report called Reality Check 2021 about the state of migrant workers' rights in Qatar. Um, They acknowledged that the Qatari government made labor reforms in 2014, things like setting a new minimum wage. They got rid of exit permits, which was where you would have to, like, pay your company in order to leave that company. Um, And that was... That was in 2014, they made those changes after they won the bid in 2010. But in Amnesty International's review in 2021, they were seeing that um, people and companies were still charging people to leave jobs or change jobs and withholding worker salaries. So those are just the like economic effects on the migrant workers. I couldn't really find anything else on a death toll of migrant workers. But I also didn't find anything to indicate that significant, like structural changes were made to make me believe that the that the, you know, death rates of migrant workers would have decreased significantly in the last eight years since that report came out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the biggest one that I think 
I mean, especially that I think we or our listeners would care about is the fact that homosexuality is still illegal in Qatar. Um, many of the teams um, tried to design protest. Um, Denmark's team, for example, actually traveled to the um, World Cup without their families. That was one of their forms of protest. There were, I'm going to say, seven teams that were... Oh, so um, FIFA's equipment regulations say that for FIFA final competitions, the captain of each team must wear the captain's armband provided by FIFA. So FIFA had um, seven designs for armbands available throughout the tournament that captains were supposed to wear. Um, but captains of six or seven teams said that they were going to wear their own armband that said one love. It was for anti-discrimination. Um, and it had a they, rainbow on it, right? Yes, it did. Yes. Yep. Um, and the, their teams were standing behind them. They said, absolutely do this. The teams were willing to pay fines that FIFA would assess to the players if they wore these armbands, which were not the official FIFA armbands. But then I believe it was the either the day before or the day of the tournament actually starting, um, FIFA said it was actually going to yellow card players who wore the armbands. Um, and a yellow card is a minor infraction of breaking the rules, but two yellow cards in a game gets you kicked out of the game. So, mm-hmm. right. So the effect of this would be really yes. quite detrimental because your captain is often one yes. of your best players and that's just painting a huge yes. target on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, like I said, the teams were willing to pay money when money was the issue, but nobody wants to enter the World Cup tournament with your captain mm-hmm. handicapped in this way. Yeah. Right. Um, so then... You know, they they said they were gonna wear these armbands. FIFA said no. We will yell. We will yellow card you if you do. And then one of FIFA's approved armbands was said no discrimination on it, and they decided they would make that armband available in the in the competition for anyone to wear. So that was FIFA's quote unquote compromise. I guess. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition, the Belgium teams, Belgian teams away jersey um, had has some rainbow like piping and striping on it at the the collar and arms, mm. and um, on the collar it also said the word love. And FIFA said they had to remove the word love from the collar of their rainbow from their of their away jerseys. Uh, because the, uh, you know, presumably the combination of love and a rainbow. Makes Rainbow's a okay. Statement. Love is okay, but much, you can't right? have them together. Exactly, you can't put them together. And to be clear, this is—I mean, FIFA is, in my understanding, again, not as somebody who follows soccer closely, but in my understanding, is a pretty yes. shit organization. But this level of blatant homophobia is discerned and understood to be to satisfy Cotter. Yes. Not directly FIFA's mm-hmm. own, but rather to keep the host company, the host country uh, right. satisfied. 
No one wonders what Which they do. Does not does not wash, uh, you know, FIFA's mm-hmm. hands of being complicit in it at all. No, but it's my understanding that it's not originating yeah. from them. Um, but they're also not standing up to it. Yeah, no, yeah. not even slightly. Well, it's the same thing with the Olympics that, like, there's a, mm-hmm. a sense in which we try to keep political statements out of sports competitions, which, you know, mm-hmm. questionable that the ca- that can even be done. Well, yeah, because yeah. I think I think the thing, you know, as a white woman of relative privilege, something that I'm only like starting to grasp the depth of is that no statement is a statement, Right. Mm-hmm. Being apolitical. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everything yes. is political. It's not Trying real. to be apolitical yeah. just means you're supporting the status quo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess I, uh, I want to draw a distinction between the Olympics and something like FIFA. And maybe this is an artificial distinction. Um, but I was going to say, you know, the Olympics are, are, you know, FIFA is a for-profit company. But I think the Olympic, the International Olympic Committee is also a for-profit company. But the Olympics at least are much broader, much more universal, have, you know, nearly every country participate. Mm-hmm. They are a much bigger scale and they touch far more athletes. And I guess I am more willing to put up with, you know, placating sort of, you know, bullshit apoliticism stuff from something that is that global and has that big an impact mm-hmm. than a tournament in one sport that hosts, what, 64 nations for a hot minute, and then it's down to 32, and then it's down to 16 real fast. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the rich countries in one sport. It's all men. Like, I'm less willing to take mm-hmm. the bullshit, I think, <laughs> you know? Which is not to say that the IOC is free of bullshit. No. It's very clearly not. Yeah. But like, I, it feels like vaguely more defensible bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but I think vaguely. That, vaguely. Uh, the corruption <laughs> with FIFA is more, mm-hmm. at least more well known. I mean, there could be shit going on at the Olympics that we have yeah. no idea. Oh, but I'm it sure seems there is. FIFA, yeah. like, even I've heard of it and I pay attention to nothing <laughs> yeah. with soccer. There's that one guy yeah. that had the movie made about how great he is. Sure. Yeah. One of the FIFA yeah. head ups made a, a movie with Tim Roth Did he? about That's nice. how he saved soccer or something. Good for him. Old white guy. Hmm? Oh, yeah, Sepp Blatter, I think. Yeah. We shouldn't talk Which about I this. Only we don't know. Because it's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Um so the last point that I wanted to bring up is the alcohol piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Qatar is a um, majority Muslim country. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it just majority Muslim or is it the government and the government, religion are yes. all tied together? Yeah. Okay. Yes. The whole show. No, thank you yeah. for... Yes, that is more correct. Um, up until... About a weekish before the World Cup started, um, they were going to have alcohol available at the arenas. So they would have they right. would be selling because alcohol. Go ahead. In spite of being a Muslim governed country, which strict Muslims do not drink alcohol, yes. but 
Qatar does allow it in specific hotels and airports because they are very interested in tourism. So it is a dry country for all of its inhabitants. But you can, if you are visiting Imbibe in certain specific areas, and that's why right. it was going to yes. be allowed. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the World and Cup. additionally, yeah. it, uh, Budweiser is a major sponsor of FIFA. Mm-hmm. So right. thank you for that context, Nancy. Um, so mm-hmm. up until about a weekish before the tournament, they were going to have alcohol available at the arenas, so you could buy. Uh, and drink alcohol three hours before kickoff and an hour after the final whistle, but they were not going to sell any alcohol during the game. And then, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly about a week ago or about a week before the, the world cup started, FIFA said there will be no more alcohol at the stadiums. So there's an argument about rainbow stuff that I've seen that says, you know, women aren't allowed to enter the Vatican or like the Mormon tabernacle if you're wearing shorts or miniskirts. When you visit a place, Mm -hmm. you should respect their beliefs and their cultures. And like on a very Mm -hmm. basic level, I get that. Like I absolutely Mm -hmm. think that we should respect other people's cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of don't care about the alcohol thing. Like Mm -hmm. that, that is a, a, cultural thing that doesn't happen in Qatar in Muslim countries in the Muslim religion um but there we also don't have a right to alcohol alcohol is a choice right living yeah. Yeah. living while queer is a right so mm-hmm. you know take that argument you say about pride stuff and apply it to something that people have a choice about like alcohol you no they're like there's a mutual respect that has to happen. And when you're saying you don't deserve to live, that's not a mutual respect between different cultures. I think yes, hundred percent. Yes. Um, And I think that argument falls down partially in the way that you're saying in terms of like, you know, yes, on the occasions I have, you know, visited the Mormon tabernacle or when I went into mosques when I was in Jordan, mm-hmm. like I would cover my mm-hmm. hair, like easily done, yes. non-painful, does not cause me any injury in right. any way, right. you know, like an easy accommodation. Yeah, right? you don't actually have to change just, anything about who you fundamentally are. You just exactly. have to put on a headscarf. Right. Right. I would say, first of all, I would say that that gets into difficult territory when you're talking about something that is not a religious institution Mm -hmm. you know so like it's one thing if i'm visiting the vatican right like Mm -hmm. i know what i'm there for right i'm there to see the vatican Mm -hmm. which is the seat of this religion if i'm visiting a country for a soccer Mm -hmm. game I, I, the argument is still valid, but I think you start getting into a gray area where it's like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not sure. here to to go to your, you know, to go to but a it's, mosque. But it's right? their I'm right to, to, to not stadium. sell alcohol. It is, mm-hmm. but you're not letting me finish. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm critiquing that argument in particular. I'm not critiquing how it applies to alcohol. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I, yeah, don't, I don't care, care that they didn't sell alcohol. I think the reason that people did care was the bait and yes. switch. Oh, you for know? sure. And that directly affected 
you know, again, I don't care about the fans who wanted to get drunk, like, whatever. If you can't enjoy the game without being drunk, that sounds like a problem yes. to me. <laughs> that you might. I, need to I thought with. it was part and parcel of enjoying a soccer game. But, uh, I mean, it probably is, but that might be a reason to make soccer a little more interesting then. Uh, but on an economic level, you know, that really screwed Budweiser. Yes. Like, there were giant shipments of beer sitting, you know, on container right. ships, mm-hmm. right? And, like, that was millions and millions of dollars worth of product that they are promised to be able to sell and then were not. So, like, on a purely sort of dollars and cents and contractual issue. I do think that that's a reason to be pissy at Qatar because like they clearly agreed it because they thought they wouldn't get the bid. Right. If they said, and also you cannot have booze in our right. country. Right. Which would be totally their right. Like, yes, it's your country. You can decide whether you have booze yeah. or not, but they knew they wouldn't get approval because soccer fans like to drink. So they got the approval right. and then they changed their right. minds yeah. and screwed a company and like, you know, fuck capitalism, et cetera. But I understand why people are upset right. about that. Yeah. So, to be clear, this is not like a Budweiser stand podcast. no yeah and also nice horses they're doing just fine yeah they're doing fine they are i hear you but i hear you yeah but it's the principle yeah and it it is it is the bait and switch it's the yeah yeah we're totally Mm -hmm. gonna do that totally gonna do that Mm, no never mind change your minds Mm -hmm. um yeah when it is convenient for us we will now change our minds yeah but you know uh i don't think this is in qatar's defense uh but, like, we should kind of see some of this stuff coming. Like... Oh, yeah, totally. Like, FIFA should not be shocked <laughs> no, that no, a no. The dry country... Is, is yeah, dumb. that yeah. a dry country is suddenly going to... Like, to believe that they're yeah. suddenly going to well, change that just seems... I would say... Unlikely. Because right. there's so much money involved and, like... Cutter is also probably, like, they were going to get a cut of whatever Budweiser sold, right? Presumably. So, I mean, FIFA did have some reason to believe that Cutter, mm-hmm. and uh, probably contracts were signed at this point. Well, and, yeah. You know, they've been broken now, and mm-hmm. what are they going to do about that? But mm-hmm. Well, it also wouldn't surprise me if, if the country or whoever signed the contract with Budweiser ends up just paying for it. Like, it would mm-hmm. probably be more agreeable to them to pay for it and not sell it yeah but i don't know you know all of that aside i did want to highlight something that i don't think we've talked about on here or if we did it wasn't like at the forefront of my mind the way it is now so in the most recent collective bargaining agreement for usa soccer which includes the u.s men's national team and the u.s women's national team in that cba the teams agreed to split 90% of their total earnings from the 2022 and 2023 World Cups. So because of where the U.S. men's national team ended in this tournament, they win $13 million, which means the women's national team gets $5.85 million, which is more than the women's national team got for winning the 2015 and the 2019 World <laughs> Cups combined. Jeez. Yep. And I just, yep. I really appreciate, like, that is a literal put your money where your mouth is to support women's sports 
situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I got to give it to USA Soccer for, like, taking this bull by the horns and, like, actually making a move towards real equity. Mm-hmm. I thought, I just thought that was really cool. I, and it was, you know, it's exciting to see the women get rewarded, even though it's, what, seven to four years, <laughs> three years, three to seven years yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Backwards math is hard. Uh, similarly, I want to say I have really appreciated with the commentating. I don't think it's been 100%, but I at least heard it a few times, which was a few times more than I expected them clarifying when they would say this is the best that the u.s national team has ever done because i think we have made it to the round Mm -hmm. of 16 maybe once or twice before but never further that they would clarify this is the best the men's (laughs) national team has ever done which i feel like even even four years ago maybe would not have been clarified so i did appreciate that i have heard the commentators say that several times and i I thought that was and, <laughs> and actually, now that you bring it up, I'm also reminded that the game between Costa Rica and Germany last week had mm-hmm. the first all-female yes. uh, ref Reffing team, team, thank you, oh, very cool. of any yeah, crew. men's yeah, crew. World Cup game. That yes. was the first game so that I, I watched. So I wanted to talk about that, And I was actually. like, I, am, yeah, I don't so... care about either of these teams. I want, if anything that I do can affect the ratings of this game, I'm mm-hmm. watching it. Mm-hmm. So I had it on in my office yeah. in Spanish, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, it's interesting because I was, I was looking into this because I, I did hear, you know, the sort of sound blurb of like, for the first time in Men's World Cup history there will be mm-hmm. a female ref. And I thought, oh, that's mm-hmm. so nice. No, no, there's yes. five of them. So there's uh, Frances Stephanie Frappard, uh, who officiated the Germany versus Costa Rica match and had an all-female on-field team with a Brazilian and a Mexican. Noisa Back, which I'm sure I just butchered, sorry, and Karen Diaz Medina. There's also Catherine Nesbitt of the U.S., who was working uh, as an off-site specialist in the video review team. Uh, Salima Mukasanga of Rwanda and Yoshimi Yamashita of Japan were also on the FIFA list two ref games, I guess, coming up. So that's five full on-field refs and then an off-site review specialist, um, whereas previously I think there had been none. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Significant. And I love that it's a diverse group, yes. yeah. too. It's not just all like, you know... British and American, yeah. you know, like whatever, British and Brazilian, yeah. whatever you want to, the powerhouse of the yeah. sport, you know, but so, yeah, I thought that was super cool. And it's really, really nice to see yeah. that. Which is why I think we got to stop sleeping on soccer. I think they might be making, I know. making more strides than They're any other league. Some changes. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. They're, they're working they on it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was another thing I was going to say, but I have... Did you want to talk about that stupid it. commercial? I do <laughs> want to talk about that commercial. Okay, so, I okay, so here's this. We're so, going to have to... Okay, so... I love that so I, let knew, me preface I knew this, exactly though. what Nancy was talking about. You knew about. immediately <laughs> what I was talking about. Yeah, so so let me provide a background and then I'll provide context. So uh, as I have been watching these, not only 
the World Cup games, but also I've been watching all the Warriors games recently. Yeah, no, I think I've watched all in, all of them in the last couple of weeks. So I've been watching more sports in the last couple of weeks than I have in a while. And I kept noticing, like, used to be with the commercials, you know, it's mostly dudes. Like, not necessarily that the commercials in any sports commercial window would only be dudes, but any time that you would see a commercial based around sports, mm-hmm. so you would see a sports bar in a commercial or yeah. a bunch of people watching a sports game, it'd be dudes, right? I should also say this is very anecdotal. This is me watching TV. Yeah, this, is this is not an, an organized survey. <laughs> right. Um, yes, an N of one. That's mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> um, so I was watching, uh, and I kept noticing we're getting more and more women in these, you know, mm-hmm. bunch of people watching sports TV and screaming mm-hmm. commercials, but they're all women of color. And I thought, okay, on the one hand, like, awesome. But on the other hand, do we think that white women don't watch sports? Like, or do we, are we just not comfortable showing white women getting excited about sports? I don't know. So then I saw this Heineken commercial and to describe this for you, I then texted our little pod chat and was like, hey, remind me, I want to talk about this commercial. And Rebecca was like, that stupid Heineken ad, I hate it so much. <laughs> so for Rachel, what it is, is a series of images of women of all kinds, uh, all ethnicities, all situations, watching sports and drinking beer. And at the very, very end a woman hands a man a beer with a very sort of like, oh, here, you can have one sort of look on her face. They, they have an extra beer on their table, and she mm-hmm. kind of looks around to see what to do yeah. with it. And the guy yeah, at the table the next to her, yeah, doesn't so have a beer. I want, so with that context of how I had been noticing, like, you know, the commercial sort of including more women, but not including white women, and then to see a commercial of all, you know, A, all women enjoying sports, and B, it being a diverse group of women, I actually really enjoyed the commercial, so I want to know why Rebecca hates it. I hate it because after she hands him the beer, the tagline is, sports are for everyone, something like, sports are for everyone, even men. Uh Uh-huh. It was the tagline that made me want to, like, hurl myself off of a balcony. Uh-huh. Like okay. you you don't need to you don't need to do that. Like we all uh-huh. know that men are into sports and okay. sports are directed at men. Like mm-hmm. can't we just have our own thing? Oh, I so see. So even I even see. mentioning men at all well, there no. was a mistake. No, no, no. But the like the the folk like if she had just given him the beer and it right. would have no, been I like that. sports are for everyone. Great done yeah. i wouldn't have thought a second thing about it right. when they added that even men as if it's like some weird thing that guys are into sports like i just I, uh, give us our own goddamn thing <laughs> <laughs> no that's valid i can understand that response it didn't read that way to me at all it, i just felt tongue-in-cheek to me you know yeah that's i think i mean i haven't seen the commercial obviously but that's probably how I would have taken it. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch it and see. But yeah, I mean, it is that very, like, cutesy commercial language. Like, we yeah, have to totally. put this, quote-unquote, funny little stinger yeah, on yeah, the yeah, end yeah. kind yeah. of a thing. 100%. Oh, yeah. It was all fans welcome, even men. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to defend it as, as not stupid, but <laughs> it didn't. I did not have the same visceral reaction no, to it that you did, no. clearly. <laughs> and perhaps I need to take that visceral reaction into therapy. <laughs> 
And I can do that, well, but know. not for a couple of weeks. Um, no, it just felt like, like I, I get that it's tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. but it, but it didn't need to be. No, that's fair. I mean, and sometimes I think these things just happen to hit you, you know, like yeah. Yeah, not you specifically, you, the general, you know, yes. like every so often something that I like absolutely know is just meant to be harmless and dumb and funny, just like fills me with rage. Yes. So like I completely <laughs> yep. understand and that. And I think, I think the percentage of, you know, there's probably a not insignificant number of commercials that do that. Oh yeah. Just uh-huh. For various reasons. Yeah. hundred percent. So I, you know, I in no way object to your, <laughs> to your response to that, but. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't. I, I was just like, oh, that's really fun. Like, it's an all women sports fans commercial. I'm into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we take off the last second, if you're still on board. <laughs> well, I just mean, take off and the then, tagline. of course, then I get into my own head and I'm like, well, maybe this is a way of welcoming men into women's sports. And like, if we no, get more no, men supporting no, women's no, sports, it's, no, blah, it's not and, that but deep. then I'm like, no, but then I'm like, deep. also, like, I can, I can do with the space without men. If men don't want to support women's sports, that's fine. We can do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I get well, why you, you liked it. But it and if it, truly, if we just take off the last like four seconds yeah. of the commercial, I'm uh-huh. good. All right, Rachel, you're going to have to go watch this commercial now. And, and I'd be, I'll be the arbiter yep. mm-hmm. of uh, yes. whether it's good or bad. Correct. Which one of you is right? <laughs> the power is yours. Don't let it go. How long is the commercial? Could we do it live on the pod? I was just I mean, it's a short one. It. It's like it's a short five one. or ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you probably could if 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 Rebecca can find it, she can show it to you. So, are we, Rebecca? Are you planning to watch more of the World Cup? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was looking at the schedule. Looks like the England and France game is at like eleven our time. I could do that. Yeah, so you should <laughs> yeah. because yeah, the French team is real good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem, of course, is that I have a stupid job. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So tomorrow. When the game is on at 10, uh, I will be in a meeting. Right. But you can yeah. always delay it and watch it later. Eh, I mean, but I won't. Well, okay. You're right <laughs> I that I could, but I won't. I've definitely been watching the ones I've seen in like fits and starts where it's like, I'll go yeah. downstairs and make my tea and watch it while I'm making my yeah. tea. And then I just put pause because nobody I know is talking to me about it. So I'm not really right. at risk of spoilers, which is nice. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I'll probably have it on on one monitor of my computer while I have mm-hmm. my meeting on my other mm-hmm. monitor. Um, like, I don't... I mean, as long as you don't interrupt... happening, so... You don't interrupt your meeting with... <laughs> Go! <laughs> oh, so... I yes. was watching the uh, the Telemundo... Yeah, Telemundo... Yes! Broadcast of... Must have been the Brazil game. That's what I was watching of Costa Rica, have, Germany, was Telemundo. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that. I, it wasn't Brazil. It was Argentina. It was the Argentina game I was mm. watching. Argentina, Australia, you know, on Telemundo. And I, ha- I was like upstairs, you know, on the main floor of my house in my kitchen with it on like my iPad. And it wasn't even that loud. But I was texting Kyle periodic updates where he was mm-hmm. in the basement. You know, like, oh, so-and-so nearly got it, you know. And they get a goal, and the Telemundo mm-hmm. guy, <laughs> yes. I mean, holds that for yes. like two minutes. Yes. And Kyle uh, texts me, and he's like, did somebody just score? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I could hear that from downstairs. And like, the World Cup in like 2014 or 2010, mm-hmm. I watched one game entirely on Telemundo or Univision, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to 
because I wanted to hear that. Yes. It was a zero zero game. No. <laughs> yep. Never got to hear it. <laughs> so, so, so that's two hours of my life. I'll never the get back. announcers on Fox sometimes do it. But, but the announcers the on Telemundo, yeah. Telemundo are yeah. oh every yeah. time it's so good. Well, it's so pleasing. It's like, Kyle it's said, like the Simpsons episode. And too. I think yeah. he's right that it must be part of their audition for becoming a broadcaster <laughs> is like how long you can hold that. It seems entirely plausible to me, honestly. Yeah, so that, I would buy that. Simpsons episode where they show the, yes. like, the English commentators next to the, mm-hmm. the Spanish commentators. <laughs> it looks like and he holds it. Uh-huh. And he holds it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Still holding he holds, it. They cut to the Spanish yep. guy. He holds it. Yep. Holds it. Holds it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. I mentally reference that Simpsons episode every time I think about soccer. <laughs> this has nothing to do with soccer, but does have to do with Spanish speaking broadcasts. Brittany and I were at a game once, a hockey game, and mm. the guy sitting next to me is talking on his phone the whole time. The whole mm. time. It was driving mm. me bonkers until we realized that he's talking on the phone doing commentary of the game <laughs> in Spanish. And then I was like, you know what? Carry Life on. Broadcast. Dude. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> it was so much fun after that. That's excellent. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So okay, so so you're gonna you're gonna keep watching. I'm gonna try yeah, and keep so. watching. I especially want to see the France games. I have really enjoyed them. Um I'll I'll also say I always enjoy, and this is a terrible relic of colonialism, but I enjoy how diverse the French team often is, um, and mm-hmm. they sure are this time too. Um, but you know, French is French was my minor language, and I enjoy watching French broadcasts of sports because you know it's mm-hmm. entertaining. So I will be rooting for them, and hopefully that doesn't mean that they then promptly lose because I was rooting for them. Because so far <laughs> I seem to have the kiss of death for for the World Cup teams. But we'll see. So go England? Uh, yeah. Get it, England. <laughs> Three lions. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. That's all I've got for okay. you. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. I'm, I'm fresh out. I guess I could talk a little bit about this. This isn't that big a deal, and it was like a week ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But um... When has that ever stopped us? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'll give a little something on it, because I did actually prepare... Okay, so uh, the original round of whatever, before we got into the elimination, like, everybody's in a group of four, right? right? Yeah. So it came down to U.S. versus Iran. Yes. And whoever won was going to advance, and whoever lost Mm -hmm. was not. And presumably that would not have been allowed to end in a tie. Yes, Um, correct. So that led a lot of sports journalists to start writing about... uh, the last time that Iran and uh, the U.S. met at the World Cup, I think I don't think they've met since then, um, which was in 1998 um, in L.A. And there had been a bunch of tension leading up to it. And uh, but before the match, the Iranian players offered uh, their the U.S. team uh, white roses, I mm. think, um, in a gesture of friendship, and then promptly kicked their butts. <laughs> um, so that's how that happened. Well, that's the um, that before, <laughs> before uh, this game, the U.S. Soccer Federation's Twitter account uh, displayed an image of the Iranian flag. However, they did not use the flag as it is currently flown in Iran. Uh, so the Iranian flag, let's see if I got actual pictures of it to look at. 
So it is three horizontal bars, the top one green, the middle one white, the bottom one red. And pre, was it 1979? Is that when the revolution was? I think so, yeah. There was a, a lion holding a sword and a sun, that icon in the middle of the white bar, right smack in the middle of the flag. Well, uh, when the country became the Islamic Republic of Iran, uh, that was replaced by a symbol in the middle that was, I think somewhere said it was supposed to be a stylized uh, representation of the word for God mm-hmm. in Arabic. Mm-hmm. And then also some some white text on the, the, the uh, red and green bars there. But when the U.S. soccer team uh, posted about, I'm not even sure what they said about Iran, but they posted a version of the flag that was just the, the bars, and I think the word Iran in the middle. So that was a, uh, a little bit of a controversy. Because it's not there. the current flag. Yes. And they did change it after like an hour or two. So we think it was an accident um, and not intent? No, I think it was intent. Oh, okay. I don't know they that had they to walk it necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there was some, you know, because some a lot of the same problems that uh, we talked about with Cutter in terms mm-hmm. of um, religious-based oppression are also... Uh, going on in Iran, too. Right. You were looking for the phrase religious-based oppression, and I was going to say the queers. <laughs> like, I mean, affectionately. Half the other, right? <laughs> just, just, I want to highlight that your wording was much better than what I was going to offer you. <laughs> well, yeah. the current problems with Iran have more to do with specific morality codes around women. I mean, not yes. that they don't also have problems with oppressing queers, but that's not the bit that's as much in the news right now. And and I feel like we should also just mention, uh, you know, there's been a, a lot of protests going on. Um, like the Iranian team, I believe, did not sing along with their national anthem, which was a mm-hmm. fairly large, you know, middle finger it's a big statement yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um there was a giant uh free palestine banner that was unveiled i believe by tunisian fans in the uh stands at a at a game um there was a it's almost like you can't keep politics out of sports almost (laughs) almost you mean any get large gathering of people (laughs) i did see a really funny and this is you know gallows humor sort of thing but there was a a protester who ran on the field i don't remember which game it was wearing a shirt that uh on one on the front i think it said something like you know uh protect iranian women it was something about iranian Mm -hmm. women's Mm -hmm. rights on the back it said Mm -hmm. save ukraine and he was waving a pride flag and somebody was just like what a hero look at him multitask <laughs> just like, well and you know what yep. he did get detained by the police but then he was let go with no yeah. no charges no penalties anything like that oh yeah well do, do we still know if, where he is and if he's doing all right yeah that's the thing right like yeah <laughs> i mean last fair, i heard he he's a, okay a westerner so better odds at least yeah that's true but yeah so yeah just yeah my weird. first reaction when i saw that picture was man why didn't you cover your face like, mm. just for his own protection. It was probably more safe to, to have everybody know who he is, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. As it turned out. Like, I could see it going either way, mm-hmm. but since it would, the image was so highly publicized, yeah. it's mm-hmm. probably yeah good thing. Anyway, so one of the articles I was reading about it was uh, an Iranian-American 
uh, author who was talking about how, and this is, I meant to look into this more, but of course I didn't. Um, it's the theme of our that, pod. That it, it would be better, like he was, you know, cheering for Team USA, but he was making the argument that it would be better for Iran to advance because then they keep being in the, the news mm-hmm. cycle and people have to keep talking about them and talking about mm-hmm. these human rights issues. Sure. And I would be really interested to look into the effect on that, you know, mm-hmm. a te- when a team of a, you know, a country that's experiencing oppression or, a, you know, a smaller country mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, when Western countries are forced to talk about them, right. does that lead to change. measurable change? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody's ever actually looked at that. That's a great question. But Well, as I, I mean, obviously this is correlation, not causation, but, you know, it's been, and we're starting to get away from sports, so I'll keep this brief, but it's been very much in the news for the last couple months, the, you know, the protests in Iran, specifically around the oppression of women, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw on the news on Saturday night that the, uh, the morality police have been disbanded, mm-hmm. you know? So is it because the West made enough noise? Is it because of internal pressure? Presumably it's much more because of internal pressure, but did having that continually in the news cycle in the Western nations make a difference? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And, you know, does it make a long-term difference? Yeah, who knows? And of course, you know, there is kind of a, a colonialist side to it where it's like, oh, now white people are paying attention to it, <laughs> yep. projecting our morality onto it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, when you're talking about human rights abuses. Yeah, there's a difference between respecting a culture and, you know, a, a letting it get away tacitly with shit. or other. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, other countries, you could stop letting us get away with shit, too. Mm, that's a what a true Who said that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, soccer school. Anyway. Yeah. Football. Football. <laughs> Football. I will say watching and I, I'm having the same delusions that I always have anytime I pick up a new sport, which is like, I want to go buy a soccer ball and like bounce it around in the backyard and like see if I can dribble it like I used to dribble a hacky sack. The answer will be no that I can't. But <laughs> I do want to try now. Mm-hmm. Also, you live on a hill, which would be got that little flat spot difficult. of concrete in the back. It's, you know, a little spot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say anything about hitting goals. I just said I was going to try and bounce it around. there's that big flat bit down by the river i could go down there (laughs) until you kick your ball in the river by accident and that ends the dream it's true there we go then i will know i am not cut out for the world cup but only then (laughs) not before (laughs) rachel you want to wrap us up (laughs) before i say something you know what yeah (laughs) rebecca's gonna come for me again as much as i've enjoyed watching you two snipe at each other for an hour i think i should probably put us out of our misery here uh i don't know what do i usually say i don't know what do you say rebecca can you tell the people where they can find us yes i'd love to rachel thank you very much uh you can always reach us uh via email at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com we are on instagram at foulpuckpodcast and twitter at foulpuckpod our website is foulpuckpodcast.net. I would say we're most active on the Twitter until that goes in the shitter. Yeah, for as long as that's... Uh... Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm sorry I talked over you. It's fine. A nice rhyme. No, it's fine. Maybe Joe will take that out uh, because uh, they do our editing and they do a fantastic job. And if this is at all listenable, it is thanks to Joe. <laughs> Boy, that's <It's> true. <laughs> and I would like to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. 
And I would like to suggest that if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, to go give us, and particularly Joe, five stars on the <laughs> podcast listening app of your Yeah, choice. don't do it for us. Do it for Joe. Don't do it. <laughs> do it for Joe, who listens to us every time, whether they want to or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell your friends. We're having it. You know, we had a... We had a we had a long pause, but that's okay. We're back. We're having a good time. We are we are not short of opinions to share with you, and we hope you enjoy them too. And share your opinions with us. This doesn't have to be one sided, but true. Uh, your opinion. We'll tell you whether they're right or wrong. True. Uh, your opinion via a rate and review on uh, iTunes or other podcast platforms is much appreciated. So do that, please. All right. Thank you very much. And now that we're back, I still think we need to find some kind of like closing phrase. We had one for a hot minute. Goodbye. No? That doesn't count. It wasn't that? Oh. I think we had one for like one episode, Nancy. No, we have, no, we had, we were fairly consistent for a while about saying something like, uh, you know, we've been foul puck, thanks for listening or something, you know, like it wasn't anything fancy. That's not a catchphrase. But we had a consistent closer. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, if we want to come all right, up with something All right, well, let's, better, let's but... workshop some things. Okay, I'm going to try one. Yeah, okay, let's ready? workshop that off mic. <laughs> all right. Now go out and kick some balls. <laughs> Use that one, Joe, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it.